0: So you are listening to Wicked Curious, I think. Um, I am Roxy Zwicker, your mystery maven from New England Curiosities. And you, as you can see, the the October insanity is in full swing. I think it's affecting everybody, yeah. not just me. I thought, I thought it was just me coming in here this morning, but it's not. It's everybody. You're a carrier. It's so <laughs> <great>. <laughs> the Petri dish has been passed. <laughs> so we, we all have the October craziness. So uh yeah, here we are on this dreary October morning talking about ghosts and spirits and we are going to continue our series today, our special October series of ghosties from coast to coasties. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Uh, uh. stop it. You know it's funny. Um <laughs> This is, so this, is gonna be, funny, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be funny but funny. This is going to be a good one. It's funny, damn it. It's funny. Um So we'll be talking to uh, Chattanooga Ghost Tours in just a little bit um, as we've been talking every week to another ghost tour company and finding out what their ghost stories are and what is going on in their neck of the woods because we're all busy right now and strange things are are happening out on the tours and strange people come on the tours. So it's the the perfect time to talk about all the ghosty stuff.
1: Speaking of which, you teased us during Ghost Chronicles.
0: Did I? What did I I say? Tell me the story about the picture of the girl
1: in the cemetery.
0: So yesterday, um, one of our three tours was the Wicked Haunted Waterfront tour. And the funny thing is we don't spend a lot of time in the cemetery on that tour. It's just a very brief stop. So it's not our in-depth tour that we do. However, um, it was probably about two or three years ago we were in there and one of my tour guests came up to me as we were leaving and said, "I think there's a little girl peering out at me from behind one of the gravestones and
1: calmly said, like that
0: yeah actually, very calmly like okay. that, and you know she she said, "Do you have any stories about a little girl?" and I said, "Wow." Well, and so if we go back about 100 years ago, one of the most frightening stories to come out of Portland—the one that we typically do not tell on our tours, I can't even think of a single tour we tell the story on. Yeah, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. It was a, a little girl who was walking home from school, and she met up with a, a schoolmate, this young boy, and the, the young boy had moved down from Portland. There were some sort of issues going on there, which I'll explain in a minute. And the little girl never made it home, and a couple of days went by, and they found her dead body behind a wharf house down along the Portsmouth waterfront. Oh, man. And people had known that she had encountered this boy, and when he was questioned, he had told him that, told people that the Indians had told him to do it. And he was a bit of a, a troublesome character. He had set some fires up in Portland, so his mother moved him down to Portsmouth, And you would think that somebody would have been brought up on charges, but she knew there was an issue, and she whisked him right out of Portsmouth. Just moved away. And they ended up in Connecticut, and he set the Great Connecticut Circus Fire which is one of the most legendary horrific events um, in New England that made headlines because the tent collapsed and this was before you know it was 100 years ago before we had any sort of fire regulations or emergency exits or any of those types I've of heard things of it.
1: yeah actually a big yeah. event yeah.
0: yeah it was it was huge people animals i mean it was it was one of the biggest tragedies in Connecticut yeah, history it was a big deal And so this is all the same kid. It's all the same kid. And he was in Portsmouth and, and killed this girl and was never held accountable for the murder that had taken place. So there have been scant stories of seeing her walking along the waterfront and popping into the cemetery. So, on Sunday, as I was saying, you know, we just popped in ourselves for one quick story. And uh, I think he had actually spoken to you first before I got a chance to see the picture, Ken.
2: Yeah, he came over and showed me the picture. And he was looking at it. And he's like, I think that's a little girl over there. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I I can see what he was showing me. And I'd love to see this blown up on a bigger screen because he was on his phone. Right. And um, I'm, I believe we have a story about that, too. People have seen the little girl in here. And then he went and talked to you
0: well and and the funny thing was she was right over by one of the gravestones. She's always at a distance. she's never near us when people say they see her, like she just kind of watches us, yeah, and you could but she
2: follows you
1: around, but
0: she does she follows us around many actually many spirits. So you've too. had
1: multiple times when people have come up to you in tours and
0: right and you know, and, and it. Yeah. well the but the funny thing is we don't tell that story, yeah. So, you know, just when they start right. bringing it up, so, I'm like, how would you even so know? So you didn't
1: suggest a little girl showing up? No. In the it, this wasn't yeah. in your book
2: yeah. either,
0: right? It's not in It's not, not in it's my maybe book. Maybe
2: someday, but...
1: It's,
0: right. It's not a story that, again, that I really do... I, I can't even think of the last time I told the story. And I took a look at the picture myself, and it really does look like a, a little girl... In, like, in, a dress. In, in a dress where you can see her legs from her knees down and just this really pretty, uh, you know, almost... Uh, a strappy dress that she's wearing and I always tell people I am not a big believer in pictures I I have to be skeptical right and I looked at this one and I was like you know I'd really like you to send me a, a copy of that picture so I can see it so he's gonna send it on over they were absolutely delighted because he said what we did was we waited for everybody to leave the cemetery I brought everybody across the street to walk over to our next stop and they lingered behind and just took a few shots around the burial ground so um, the cemetery that we were in was the Point of grace. It's the one where Elizabeth is in, one we talk about all the time right. that has, you know, an incident or two or three every time we go in there. But that one just amazed me that, you, just, you know, he just well, had this picture of someone that we don't talk about. Well, what I found interesting
2: about it was, I mean, because a lot of pictures you can look and say, oh, you can see the light from the streetlight made right. a streak over here. This one doesn't have any of that. It just looks like a dim figure standing there. Mm-hmm among the stones. So we just have to make sure it isn't another stone, but it's taller than the stones, so. Yeah, but
0: you can see, it, but that's why I was saying, you can see this, her shoulder straps exactly. of the dress, mm-hmm. so you can tell it's not a gravestone, and it's the same resolution and grain as the gravestone, so you can tell mm-hmm. what the difference is. So this one's really interesting so um uh, you know i'm I'm always open to anything, and you know if somebody has an experience you know it's it's their experience, and I'm just there basically right. to listen and 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 add you know what the history is or what what other people's experiences are and i just, I thought that was really cool because we weren't in there we didn't talk to elizabeth we we didn't do her story last night because it was just a brief just a highlights and um and something happened, and I I didn't expect it. But of course, isn't that always the way? Yeah, you never know in there. Just yeah, we're 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 never you know looking for something, and then all of a sudden something happens. So yeah. It's always when you least expect it. So yeah, I was pretty excited to to have our tour guest come up afterwards and, and share that picture with us. Yeah, it
2: was just last night, so I can't wait to have a closer look.
0: Yeah, well, he said it was he was going to send it to us, and I will post it. Didn't he know you had a show today?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> get this shot up, chop chop! Get that stuff to us. We okay. we need to see these pictures. If you're taking them on our tours, <laughs> we're working on a schedule here. We, we do. <laughs> we've got a, We've got a schedule to keep here. But it, that was pretty exciting, you, you know, uh, to be out on the waterfront tour, which is you know mostly our tour of the red light district and whatnot, and to have somebody say, "Hey, we've got a, a strange picture here to show you."
2: But it's not surprising. It's always in the cemetery. People take pictures of the houses and other right. locations, but it's always, I got something in the cemetery. Mm-hmm.
0: Except for the house that's over on um, on Court Street, that big, beautiful house. People, that one's an yeah, exception. Yeah, people keep yeah. sending me pictures of that house, too. Yeah, and, that one's awesome. And, and, you know, I know the the glass is wavy and warped, and it does have a glare, and maybe it is something. And can't dismiss it, though, because the African Burying Ground is right there, mm-hmm. so I have to... I have to remain open-minded, and I try to be open-minded. It's likely the house sits right on top of that. It, it is. It mm-hmm. is. So The African
1: burial ground. You've mentioned this before. Correct. It's yeah. the
0: largest colonial African burying ground in the country, and there's oh probably 15 houses built on top of it Release. from the 1800s. And there's a minimum of 300, upwards of 400 people that are buried underneath these houses.
2: Discovered. Accidentally.
0: Accidentally in two thousand and three, but also in the late eighteen hundreds and around well, they, they, they knew
2: about it back then. Yeah, and they
0: just covered it back up and did whatever it was that they were yeah. doing at the time without a lot of care and consideration. Pipes, through
2: coffins yeah, and...
0: which is very very unfortunate. So we visit that site on our Monday and Friday tour. Which and, and that's one of the things we try to explain to people is Just some of the history itself is so spooky, you don't need the ghost story. Like, if you take the ghost story and put it aside, like, what happened is, you know, it's pretty scary and, again, very, very unfortunate. But,
2: geez, why are so many houses in this neighborhood haunted?
0: Right. I mean, honestly, it's one house to the next house to the next house Mm -hmm. that's haunted. Well,
1: you guys live here in the Seacoast area and here in New England, and it depends. kind of depends on your definition of ghosts because... There are things that have gone on here, and our ancestors and the history of the place mm-hmm. that just linger on. It's all mm-hmm. today. Our, our attitudes, to who we are as people mm-hmm. you know, its amazing how mm-hmm. closely we're tied to colonial New England, Revolutionary right. New England, certainly. And you know, uh, is there a Victorian New England? Is that a correct? Use there, of yeah, the there term? is. There yeah. is a
2: Victorian New England. I mean, it yeah. went through—you know—went through that period. And Portland's yeah. very Victorian. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this a lot of quote unquote ghosts floating around. Is the past is with us all the time? Every every turn we take on the street, everywhere.
0: It, it, it's true that the streets themselves. I mean, yeah. in Portsmouth, the streets are so old. The buildings, everywhere mm-hmm. we go, just even the sites. It, there's you know, there's just this rich, rich history that you know people tend to know and. One of the things we were talking about on yesterday morning's trolley tour is people walking through the cemetery, and we had a lot of people that were from out of state, and they were like, wow, I just saw this street, and here's the grave for that person that that street's named after. And to make those connections, it's just one of the coolest things. We're we're out and about with them still.
2: Yeah, these old burial, uh, burial grounds are still full of our founders right. and our forebears. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, in Newburyport, like Old Hill, and there's, there's another yeah, cemetery a there, and, and you've got, you know, Mosley Park. you got the fam- every community has the first families and the history right. makers and then you walk around and you see a grave yep you know you see that person's grave or that family's grave and it's just like it just again it just tie, it's with us all mm-hmm. the time it's, it's all around right, us.
0: it's still right there It's yeah. mm-hmm. great and then on occasion you get the descendant that comes out on a on a tour or out to a talk which makes it even more really? amazing mm-hmm. yeah well it was i want to say probably three years ago i was finishing up a cemetery tour and a gentleman came up and he said, oh, if I I give you a name, he says, can you help me? I'm doing genealogy (laughs) on my family. And I'm like, um. I was
1: gonna say, do they more often know the history or do they more often not know the history?
0: I will say they more often not know the history. They know that these people had a connection to Portsmouth or York or wherever it is that we are, but then they're looking for, you know, whatever else, whatever a little bit of folklore is there or where we can send them for more information. Deeper connection. Yeah. And, uh, this gentleman said, well, I'm found out on the maternal side of my family. I'm related to this woman named Molly Bridget and she's somewhere from the 1700s. And I'm like, Molly Bridget, I'm like, <laughs> she is uh, one of the women that was actually reputed to be a witch in the 18th century, and there's a big story about her over at the Athenaeum, and he's like, I couldn't find that online. I'm like, well, you got to go to the Athenaeum. He's like, I'm related to her, and I was like, oh, my God, we tell no. that story yeah. constantly. Yeah, not everything's online. No, not everything is online, like you, and you really have to sit, and if you want the good stuff, you've, really you can you've, still stump the internet. <laughs> somehow somehow yeah, through those old typewritten
2: books and yeah pages oh handwritten and, and, yeah with... and
0: files and i mean archives and and i think that's one of the things that you know as as ghost tour guides is our research is not internet research you know you can't just necessarily go on the internet and look up all these stories you have to go to the talks and you've got to find the books and the papers the newspaper articles and all of that fun stuff like, like the newspaper article we have that we now present on our other side of Darkness Trolley oh, Tour yes. about the six-pound rat that was stinking up Market Street in 1907. <laughs> it was called a monster rat, and it was putrefying in a pickle barrow. Oh, and God. they couldn't figure out why Market Street stunk for days. Looking, uh. What's that smell? Where's it coming from? We don't know. And it What's was a pickled... Six Putrefied pounds. rat, six, six pounds. pounds. Big. Wow! It measured twenty-two inches around. Wow! And it was a it was a war rat. Um, it was I actually think in, I'll never be able to eat a pickle again. <laughs> it was actually in uh, one of the local grocery stores, and it was in the back, and it just the smell stunk up the street. So, um, that's how we we start our other side of darkness <laughs> stores with the Not monster ghostly. rat.
2: <laughs> Not ghostly, but gruesome.
0: Man. <laughs>
1: That one's still with me again. Yeah. Now it's back. The ghost of that rat is back. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Me laying there some morning going six pound pickled rat. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine. So they That have...
2: could be a new craft beer.
0: <laughs>
2: pickled six rat. Pickle rat. <laughs> yeah good microbrew <laughs> with,
0: with a little bit of dill in it maybe <laughs> the green label with a with a rat with two Xs for eyes yeah oh <laughs>
2: god the big fat one laying up. So I, I think we're on
1: to something i've seen here.
0: worse <laughs> <laughs> actually we've seen a lot of that in Portsmouth as of late we've seen a, a few people at, when we're done with our trolley tours as it gets late night we've we've seen a oh, few the late sidewalk night.
2: sleepers lately the late night trolley tour. We yeah. see the best of the best. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like I told you, after supper and before yeah. the bar But but it's not even close yeah. to the last call. And people are already on their backs on the on the ground, <laughs> just rolling there. Oh, it's. Hey, Portsmouth is again. a port
1: town. This is the way we. This is the way we roll. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the
0: way they roll. They roll over on the sidewalk apparently. So not surprising, but a couple weeks in a row now. Yeah, it's been. A, we last week it was a, a woman who was passed out on the sidewalk in front of Agave and uh saturday night it was someone who was passed on the sidewalk in front of the thirsty moose
2: now uh, say that can't be good for business no
0: <laughs> i can't imagine and people are just looking and walking yeah, by yeah people are just like oh look there yeah. they are passed yeah. out person What yeah. towns yeah so you know that's a that's a little of the 19th century you know imagination of what it looked like when, still with us yeah, now <laughs> yeah yeah you know, they're, they're honoring that part of our heritage and yeah keep, just tell people alive. they're
1: actors for the tour
0: you know, I haven't even thought of that. I haven't even thought of the that. public drunkenness is still with us. <laughs> yeah, it's still with us. Of course, um, on that same tour, one of the things that we've now incorporated uh, is did a little research on some of the interesting police logs in the city because you know they're seeing and experiencing all sorts of crazy right. stuff. This is fun. So, uh, so we infused because we you know we, we love the sense of humor on our tours, which I think it's sense of humor, um, to kind of prep people for the ghost story so it makes them a little more scared. And uh, we've got some pretty interesting police logs about how a mysterious envelope was slipped into the mail slot of a local church. And when they opened up the envelope, there was this strange pottery substance inside. So oh. they called the police department and the police investigated and they determined that that pottery substance was actually human remains. And someone yeah, had his face wow. <laughs> I wish you could all see his face because his face is not on this.: <laughs> oh, this put, you week. You're put yourself up there. But um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, someone had slipped you know, grandma in the night deposit box over at the church, and the police had to investigate and dispose of the remains anonymously and, and this is this is like within the last 10 years this isn't from they the 19th thought they were century doing something
1: for grandma or they... i
0: guess so <laughs> just pop her in the night to she the loved
1: box. the church so much
0: <laughs> 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 did you just find a place to hang the envelope somewhere near the altar maybe slide yeah. her under the
1: door slide her under the oh, door again a new report there's a pastor who's buried under the pulpit so <laughs> these things happen <laughs> It's Port Towns, it's how we roll.
0: That is how we roll. Well, let's get your guests. Well, we are ready for it. <laughs> and guests. you are listening to Wicked Curious. We're going to bring on our guest in just a minute. Don't go away. But my understanding is that we are going down south right now to talk to Amy Petula from Chattanooga Ghost Tours, who I'm really excited to chat with this afternoon. Hello, Amy. Hi, Roxanne Lou. Thank you so much for having me on thanks for joining us. I know your schedule's probably just about as busy as ours this year yeah october's uh, you know that's the month, so that has been our, real busy lately that's our that's our our holiday season and then we kind of go into a little hibernation after that
3: <laughs> We never go into hibernation we just slow down a little <laughs> <laughs> so Chattanooga ghost tours
0: i I think I was probably seven and we had done the road trip to Florida and I remember we did a overnight in Chattanooga and of course that was, you know, back in the seventies. And I uh-huh. remember it was it was a pretty amazing place. I, I think my mom has a few pictures of me around town there. And that looks like a great place to do some tours. Tell us about it.
3: Well, yeah, it's gotten even better. We had a couple of mayors in a row that were developers, so they tried to make it really attractive for tourists. But there's a lot of things to do around here. We are the the first um, ghost tour, you know, ever there, and, and most of the time we're the only one. Right now we are, um, but you know, there's of course the stuff everyone's heard of, like Rock City and Ruby Falls. We have a fabulous aquarium, and then the Chattanooga Choo Choo, which is also awesomely haunted, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of cool things around.
0: So, how did you first become acquainted with the ghosts down there, Amy?
3: Well, um, I had actually I practiced law for 20 years. This is my retirement job, it's much more fun. When I was getting uh, ready to retire, you know, my kids and I always love taking ghost tours other places. And we said, How come Chattanooga doesn't have one? Because it is such a tourist town. So, I decided to do some research and see if there were enough ghosts to make it worth people's while to talk about turns out chattanooga has an abundance there's actually one lady who calls herself the ghost hunters ghost hunter someplace in indiana or something that says that next to possibly new orleans or or, um savannah chattanooga is the most haunted city so um so that's kind of how i got started did a lot of research came up with a a route that would you know was easy for people to walk and we went from there oh that's great now are, are you from chattanooga amy I am originally from Atlanta, but I've been here since 1986, so for all practical purposes, yes.
0: Now, have you had any of your own experiences, either on the tours or as you're putting them together, that that you incorporate in in the visit?
3: Um, Well, I have a book out, Haunted Chattanooga, and I do talk about an experience that I I had. As you, I'm sure, are aware, there are some people that attract a lot of things and some people that don't. And I usually don't, which I don't really think is fair because I own it, but (laughs) there you go. Um, But uh, I had had uh, the the way we first started doing our ghost hunt. We didn't add that for about four years after we started doing the tour was the folks at Raccoon Mountain Caverns here. Said, hey, we want to take you on a private ghost hunt through our cave. We have this really cool equipment. We want to come check it out. At that point, I was still really skeptical about ghosts. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be some gimmick that just spits out random words at random intervals. It was uh, the obelisk that they had. They had some other pieces too, but that was what they were really showing me. And it was freaking amazing about how many times it answered things appropriately, things that wouldn't just have been random. Um, And while we were on that hunt, we were down. Um, about 200 feet underground and they turned all the lights off and uh, we, they had everybody turn their flashlights off. So, I mean, it's complete darkness mm-hmm. when you're 200 feet underground. Well, there was uh, there was one girl there that they said she had a lot of Cherokee blood that if anything was going to happen, it was going to happen with her. Well, she got, and I was the first one who saw this, this like blue glowing flashing thing back behind her shoulder. And I said, I thought somebody turned their flashlight on. You know, I said, who who turned their flashlight on? They're like, what are you talking about? And then it got brighter, you know, and, and started blinking more. And everybody saw it except for her, because of course it was behind her. But right then she jumped, uh, and said something that just touched her on the shoulder. Now maybe there's some kind of weird floating glowing cave gas that i'm not aware of (laughs) but otherwise you don't get light 200 feet underground so that was a really cool experience and i you know i I do talk about that in my book some but that's not on our tour so i I don't typically tell people about my experiences our guides though i don't ever guide the tours um but our guides do have a lot of experiences themselves and they talk about a lot of things that have happened
0: So I'm intrigued because you're explaining that 200 feet underground. Yeah, so calmly.
1: (laughs) I'll be at the bar. I'll wait for the stories.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it was a cave tour. So, you know, they were taking me down, and and this was at at a a part that was really deep into the cave. So, you know, like I said, no light there whatsoever, you know. What an intriguing Um, location. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. But we've, on our our tour, you know, several of the gods have had things happen. We've had people get touched. We've had heavy doors that were stuck closed come flying open and fly back closed. And, you know, on our hunts, we've had, you know, lots of our equipment go off. I think we've been doing the hunt since 2011. And in all that time, uh, and we do it, you know, once or twice a week for all that time, we've probably had, I can count on one hand the number of times that we've had hunts that we haven't had anything happen on. So um, those are those are really active. And we have a lot of people get a lot of ghost pictures, and not just orbs. You know, we have mm-hmm. people get figures and faces and, you know, a lot of things like that.
1: Now, Amy, we're a seacoast town in colonial New England, so a lot of our lore, a lot of our history is based on the sea and uh, mm-hmm. revolutionary times and colonial times and things like that. Give us a little bit of Chattanooga's history and what the source is of, of most of the spirits and things that you encounter in Chattanooga.
3: Well, a lot of people expect it to be a lot of civil war because there's obviously some really heavy civil war history there. And and there are places in Chattanooga where that's true, like in the Chickamauga Battlefield, which was one of the bloodiest battles of the war. Uh, Downtown, though, it's not so much um, a result of that. It has to do more with a lot of murders that have happened and and, um, things like that. We have uh, at the... uh, the Hunter Museum, which is right at the edge of the river, you know, they have five different ghosts there, and uh, the most prominent one is a famous socialite who lived next door that um, got murdered. She hurt Her niece and nephew said she suddenly just... Disappeared. This is like a 70-year-old spinster who's never dated anyone, but they, their story was she ran off with her boyfriend, whose name they didn't know, to a place <laughs> they didn't know. And here they were stuck with a house she lived in. Dang, I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, and uh, it wasn't until after they sold the house several years later um, and someone was doing some renovations that they found a skeleton that had her glasses you know, and a couple of scraps of fabric that looked like her clothes buried in a, a crawl crawl space there. So oh, Yeah. Uh but um you know, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh Cherokee history here. So at least at our, our ghost hunt that goes to UTC's campus and Citizen Cemetery, there's uh there's one fairly well known ghost there who's a pretty angry ghost and he uh you know he's uh had some things to say on that hunt. Um we've uh the hunt has been really interesting because it really reaffirmed my, my belief in this equipment that I didn't believe in, to start with at all, because there are very distinct parts of the campus and the cemetery where there are very different personalities, and they're always in the same parts. So, like, you know, up at the chapel, it's always Anna, the suicide bride, who doesn't like men. You know, down in the cemetery, <laughs> there's oh, suicide um, bride. Pam, who uh, likes to flirt with all the guys and, and uh, you know, has embarrassed a couple of them greatly on the tour, on the hunt. Um, you who know, this has like your kind of really place. How you could I think fake. I dated her. I'm sorry? I think I
1: dated the suicide bride. I'm not
3: sure. <laughs> well, she wouldn't have nice things to say about you then either. <laughs> oh, wow. she, she, uh, when we have bridal groups, she has tried to talk them out of getting married. So, it, it's, I mean, it's really interesting. you know. And I don't know how you could fake something like that, to have it night after night have the same ones in the same kind of areas. That just wouldn't work that way if it was fake.
0: I I love a good cemetery story and a suicide bride. I am (laughs) so in on that tale. About how old is the cemetery, Amy?
3: Well, there's actually uh, four separate cemeteries. Now, Anna, the suicide bride, is actually on campus at UTC. She's up at the chapel that she was going to get married in. But the at the cemeteries, there is the old Pauper Cemetery, which actually is my favorite story. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Uh, then there's Citizen Cemetery, which was like the early founders of the city, and a lot of historic graves in that one. Uh, there's the Confederate Cemetery, which also has two Union soldiers in there. We think that's the source of a lot of conflict there because the other one's just not happy about that. <laughs> um, and uh, You guys are and, still
1: fighting the war. I know, I know that. That's <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. That's right. The, and then there's the Jewish cemetery, which we don't go into because that's the only one that's still active. You, you mentioned the the war. It's really funny. The last battle of the Revolutionary War was actually fought here in Lookout Mountain about a year after the war was over because nobody told these guys, you know, <laughs> hey, we're done. <laughs> they didn't get um, the memo. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the the pauper Cemetery, at Chattanooga, Uh, UTC's campus used to have a medical school and they required their students to furnish their own cadavers for school and you know you're right there at the edge of a cemetery for you know paupers that nobody cares about what do you think happened you know oh. they last i heard mm. they, they thought there was probably 90 percent of the graves were empty there chattanooga actually developed a reputation for being a great place to go to get your cadavers you know in like atlanta oh. national and stuff like that
1: you thought that um, was a good idea g- provide your <laughs> own cadavers <Pardon. laughs>
3: Yeah, Just, when you're right next to a cemetery, what could possibly <laughs> go wrong. <laughs> exactly. So that's uh you know, that's one of the reasons that we think there's some, uh, some activity there is. There's a lot of, you know, pissed off ghosts, ghosts there. <laughs> wow. So you
0: get your, you know, your supply list for class. You got the books that you need, the supplies that you need, and bring your own cadaver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bring, bring your dead body to class. Yeah, bring yeah. your dead body to class. Carry it with you. Wow. Oh, this is good stuff. This sounds like a, this sounds like a ball down there. So, so Amy... Wait, you oh, go ahead. have
3: you come join us sometime? Yes, oh,
0: yes. absolutely. We're, we're, we've been amassing a list all month of places that we want to go and, and check out and do the ghost tours. And, of course, Lou always wants to know about the food, so we might as That's well just right. get that out of the way. So if we, if we do come down and, and take a ghost tour or a ghost hunt or both, what's a, mm-hmm. what's a good place to eat? and Maybe
3: one that might even have a ghost story down there, Amy. Well, you know, as far as just food, you know, I always ask our guests, "What are your, you know, what are your favorite things you've mm-hmm. done in town?" I hear lots and lots of times about food. So, does have a lot of good food. Um, the a lot of good barbecue. My mm. favorite oh. restaurant, oh. Um, as far as ghosts, um, we used to have on our tour, but they stopped being open at night, so we don't we don't have it there on our, our extended ghost time anymore. But it's called Southside Saloon. They have. Um, a mischievous ghost named George. Now, where the location is used to be a brothel. We have a fantastic photograph of this uh, ghost with, like, wearing boxer shorts, you know, no pants. Um, and <laughs> we had been trying... There were The waitresses there at that restaurant are very familiar with George. One of them even says she, he goes on vacation with her. And the other one says when that girl's on vacation, George doesn't show up at the bar. But um, I had tried for weeks and weeks to, to get a good description because I was trying to come up with a sketch or, you know, some kind of composite or whatever to figure out what George looked like. You know, we tried forever. And then one of our guests took this photo. I took it into him, and their jaws dropped, and they're like, that's him. So um, Southside Saloon is definitely one to go to if you're looking for um, for a haunted restaurant to eat in. Um, uh, the Choo Choo has a, has a couple of ghosts. Now, they have some restaurants there. The ghosts don't particularly hang out in the Choo Choo, but they do rent out their train cars for for rooms and the uh, some of the train cars do have the occasional ghost passing through so
0: well, that's cool so you can you can dine in in, in the train
3: car um I don't think they have a restaurant in the train car anymore. They do have a bar, though, so you can get spirits of both kinds there. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I love it. Spirits and spirits. It's one of our favorite things. I think that's one of Lou's favorite things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be first in line for that. Not going to lie. No, definitely not going to lie. So, Amy, when people come out and take the tours, what do you find that is one of their biggest takeaways that maybe they didn't know or something they were surprised about?
3: You know, what I love is when we get locals, we – At the end of the tour, they always tell us, oh, we learned something that we didn't even know about the town. We have lived here forever. Never knew that. Mm So I love that they, you know, that they get a lot of the the history. Because we, you know, we hear that I think it goes towards a fabulous way, not just to be entertained, but also to find out about a town. So we always try to incorporate that. Um, And uh, we do have for whatever reason, and I'm not going to attempt to make any explanation of it because I don't think you really can. We do have a ton of people that do get a lot of ghost pictures, and, and that's always something people get really excited about. It happens a lot. So, And, and again, like I said, not just orbs but some more definite things. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of the big things. But I have – I think they're the most fabulous guys ever. Um, and so we get lots of, you know, really positive comments about our guides. Jessica is, is my, um, my newest featured guide. She does tours like six times a week and, and we're always getting fabulous feedback about Jessica. So
0: It's great when you have really good people that give people the appreciation for both the history and the ghost stories and, and for us to, You know, up here in New England, we feel the same way that the ghost story just has no legs without a really good grasp of the history. And if you're standing in front of these old places, you know, no matter how old they are, you want to know who were the people that were there? What was it like? And to bring them back in time. So I really like your approach, which is the same thing that we do, is to bring people back in the little time machine and then tell them the ghost story.
3: Exactly, exactly. Well, there's, you know, one of our stops on our tour is uh, Underground Chattanooga, which is nothing like Underground Atlanta. It's no no sort of entertainment district. It's just where the city had raised its level up, you know, a whole story to try to prevent some flooding. Um, but this this place had, right from the beginning, it was really, really active spot. Like I said, lots of ghost pictures or whatever there. And we knew that one of the uh, uh, African prominent African Americans in the community from, you know, um, Many, many, many years ago, uh, G.W. Franklin had had a business there, but we didn't know which of his businesses it was, you know, because he had about six. Well, I was going through a a book uh, about four years after we started the tour about, you know, famous Chattanooga African-Americans, found a photo at the spot where we're at, it had the address in there. The business he had there was his undertaker's business. So it's like, oh, well that explains why it's been (laughs) such an active spot. So we love being able to tell people about that, you know, that part of the history, especially. We're always incorporating new things that we learn along the way.
0: That's great. Now, now, Amy, where do you do uh, a lot of your research? Is it a lot of interviews with people or do you find that people have been documenting these? Like, where's your go-to for all of this? (laughs)
3: my biggest uh um go to is uh newspaper clippings because mm-hmm. uh, you know you don't see it as much anymore but you do sometimes but there the the newspaper here the local history department has an entire file that they call the for- folklore file that has you know hundreds and hundreds of uh newspaper accounts that include things like you know ghosts and bigfoot and lost treasure and you know all the all that kind of stuff so i spent you know, weeks and weeks going through that file before I ever started the tour, finding all the, you know, the, the ghost stories and that, you know, like there was even some stories in there about, you know, Chattanooga's Loch Ness monster type creature. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, that was, that's, my go-to because I want to find documented things because people can tell you things and you know maybe they're so or maybe they're not usually you know with newspaper accounts it's not just one person you know there's mm-hmm. there's been some substantial you know research going on there then you know we'll go back after we have that for a basis and we'll talk to the people around there tell us you know tell us what your experiences are mm-hmm. What have you had happening um you know in in this business or that business or whatever but so that's you know that's where we get started.
0: Do you find that the, the locals are open to sharing their ghost stories? Because we've, we've talked to various people, and some people say the communities are totally open, while others not so much. What, what do you find, Amy? Well, we've been in
3: business since two, 2007, so we've been, in, been here for quite a while. We have a great reputation in town, and we promote the businesses that mm-hmm. are around here. We try to tell people about them. So because, because they know that about us, we've found that, that for the most part, they are pretty open. Now, once in a while, you'll get, like, there's a little bed and breakfast in. Um, and they, I've had reports many times from our guests that have said, we've had weird things happen. What can you tell us about this place? But they are completely tight-lipped because they don't want to talk about their ghost. They're afraid it's going to scare people off. No matter how many times I tell them, look, you're going to have a whole new clientele, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's coming. You know, this is going to help you. It's not going to hurt you. You know, they're just concerned about that so you know okay uh but really that's the only ones that i've had that have been um super reluctant other than um the people who run um the museum here in town don't really want to talk about their ghosts but there's plenty of documentation elsewhere about their ghosts so for the most part like i said yeah everybody's everybody's been really great to talk to
0: I think that's great because we've been, we're on our 17th year on the Seacoast doing ghost tours. And when our folks come in, they're not only taking a tour, but they might be going to a museum. They're certainly going to get something to eat. They're shopping. And ghost tours really bring a lot of people that might not otherwise come to the city. And on our tour last night, we had people that came to Portsmouth for the very first time and had no idea how great it was. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of people miss that when it comes to the ghost tours, that you bring so much yes. to the community.
2: And, right and the places. people
3: who are coming mm. here want to stay in haunted places. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hearing all the time, tell us where we can stay, you know, that is haunted. where maybe we'll have a chance of something happening. So we have, you know, we have a few we can tell them about. But um, but, like I said, there, you know, there are some other ones that we know about that I don't have any details on. And I'm sure they'd love to stay there if I could tell them, hey, go ask for this room or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: So, go, go, you, um, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. I was going to say for, for you, have you been up to new England?
3: I, um, well, not to really tour around, you know, when we went, um, my husband's from Pennsylvania. So we, we've gone like, um, and and Vermont had a, had a relative that lived in Connecticut that we went to visit. But, but, you know, as far as Maine or, you know, any of that area. Yeah. Those really are the two worst there, New, New England states. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Those are the two worst New England states. <laughs> okay, well,
3: so, so tell me the best ones to come to. Because uh, I'm, I'm in the mood to do some traveling sometimes then. So yeah. you tell me what, you know, which town uh, are you guys in?
1: You come to the Massachusetts seacoast, and you've got the New Hampshire seacoast right there and southern Maine, all within about 20 minutes driving.
0: It's, it's great.
3: So so we're in. I promise I will put that on my bucket list within
0: the next two years. (laughs) Oh, you you totally should. And we we would love to have you. We're in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We are a little, tiny, old seacoast that dates back to 1623. And we have so many houses from the 16 and 1700s and little cobblestone streets and narrow alleyways that are full of ghosts. So we are we oh, are quintessential New England. Like yeah, it's, it, it's fabulous. And all you really have to do is just park your car and walk. Everything's walkable. <laughs> even 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 Newburyport, you just walk. It's all right there. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a lot to see. So you, you definitely have to come up and see us here.
1: So within oh, like so an like hour, you can come down here. Oh, definitely. Oh yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Of yeah. course.
1: Within like an hour, you can go from the where the Salem witch trials were up to Portsmouth, and mm-hmm. just great ride ro- along the coast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Haunted lights. We they have to
3: just make it a haunted trip and check out check out all those kinds of things. That's what we do.
0: Yeah, that's typically what we do. We we put together the haunted road trips when we're when we're not in the throes of October. We're always telling people our our favorite haunted road trips and kind of a working <laughs> vacation. It, it is. It is a working vacation. Now, did did I hear you say something about a Loch Ness monster
3: mm. down there? Yeah, the about. Air? About a, a hundred years ago, there were several newspaper accounts about a you know a, a large creature in the Tennessee River around here. His favorite place to hang out was in Harrison, which is you know a suburb of Chattanooga. But they made a really big deal about oh oh thirty-two different people included uh, saw this, including the judge's father. The judge's father was very popular, you know, reference for that. So um, <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that happened. Uh, like I said, there were a number of articles on it, and then. You know it kind of disappeared or went underground or you know moved on to other climbs i guess at, at some point but i love the story i mean it was just such an unusual one and actually our uh our carousel in park here has uh they were carved locally we have the only carousel carving school in the world and one of them is a sea creature that's on there and i was like oh that's perfect
0: i <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if there's a story behind it
3: Oh that's, May- oh, that's Well, awesome. I, I just figured they must have heard about the, you know, the, the Chattanooga Loch Ness Monster, and so they, just, you know, did that as a memory.
0: <laughs> well, that would be the one I'd have to climb onto on the carousel oh, to, to, to ride the Loch mm-hmm. Ness Monster. Wow, it's funny. They, there's so many communities that have those deep waterways that talk about you know some sort of Nessie-like creature, and we've talked about it a, yeah. a million times on the show, and this is the first that I'm I'm hearing of one down there. Yeah, We're hearing
2: a lot of uh, around yeah, the Yeah, because we're not at
0: the ocean, you know. This is the this is the river, so well. you know, maybe it just got diverted.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it fell from the sky. Yeah, we're
2: running into a lot of lake monsters and sea monsters lately.
3: Oh, I love it. Uh, we actually in our in our shop we also had a, a pretty well-known. Um, bigfoot head in our shop back in 2013 so we we try to incorporate a little bit of all the the different lore it's called the sugar flat road creature head that we had uh rented for a while back then um but yeah, I like telling folks, if it, was a, if it was a fake, it was a darn good one. and even had rot, rotten teeth back in the back of it because you know, I unscrewed the box and took it out. I figured, heck, if I'm paying this much money, I'm going to take a good look at it. Um, but the really funny thing was I had this guy in my shop one time who swore he had met a live Bigfoot face-to-face. So, of course, I'm asking him questions because you know how often you hear that. And I was asking him to describe it. Well, one of the things he said was it had an underbite. Well, this one had an underbite. So I just thought that's a weird little corroborating detail. That's not typically part of the lore. So,
2: so we got Interesting.
0: Bigfoot and little yep. messies down there.
1: There's a lot of them in the <laughs> woods in Maine, but they drink a lot up there, so
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe this guy had yeah. had a bit of, of those spirits too. So. <laughs> So in
0: looking at your website, your most popular tour, it tells us, is your Murder and Mayhem tour. And what that, that's, I mean, that's two things right there Intriguing, I'm, I'm signing yes. up for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you give us a, a little idea of, of the Murder and Mayhem we, we'd experience on that tour?
3: Yes. We have, um, uh, that one, uh, half, well, let me tell you first, half our building collapsed last March 29th, and we had to... to Uh, move and rearrange our tour and Uh and you can read on our website on our ghost encounters page about what i put in the shop two and a half days before half of it collapsed i'm not going to tell that story right now because every time i do something bad happens oh Oh, gosh but um (laughs) but uh so when we moved we had to rearrange our tour and we like the new tour so much better because there's less walking and there's more ghosts and there's less hills but that one uh it includes uh the old courthouse the old jail, which is one of my favorite stories. There, um, there's a, a tattoo parlour on Patton Parkway, which is the only place we've ever taken our equipment into that it went off the entire time. We got this whole story from a little girl down in the basement about, you know, her mother's name was Karen and Karen died when somebody choked her. But um, you know, I even have a videotape that's out there that shows some of that. You know, when we took it there. Um, The Reed House Hotel is Chattanooga's most famous haunting, so we really couldn't do a ghost tour in Chattanooga without including the Reed House. Um, And uh, underground Chattanooga, you know, like I said. And then several other stops, different guides. You know, I give them a bunch of information. I say, these are, you know, the ghost stories I know about. You do this tour the way that you want to make it yours. And uh, so they may include some other ones along the way as well. But those, you know, those pretty much everyone includes those on the tour. So. That sounds like a lot of fun,
0: and mm-hmm. and, and I, I like that you give them an opportunity to be creative with it too. Now, do they do they dress in costume when they bring people out? Like, what 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 would they look like when they when they bring folks out?
3: And again, I, I just tell my guys wear something that um that's going to get you noticed. Um, so yeah, I had you know one of my female guys used to wear the big hoop skirt. Of another one that uh, sometimes she wears a flapper costume. Sometimes she wears a a, a, a newsies kind of outfit. You know, the guy one of the guys that dresses in steampunk. You know, it's just something to where they don't stand out in the crowd. Um, in the summertime, because it gets really, you know, if it's a hundred degrees, you know, my yeah. guys may just wear, um, uh, you know, follow your. Uh, your tour guide t- kind of t-shirt or whatever in shorts if it's really hot out because I'm, you know, I don't need any new ghosts on the tour. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, generally in the, uh, when it's not burning hot, most of them will wear some kind of costume. But it varies from, from you know, guide to guide
0: nice i I love that yeah we we don't have a a lot of months of of hot hot temperatures up here but when it does and particularly in portsmouth because everything is you know the the sidewalks are all brick it it is like being inside a a wood-fired oven it is so hot i mean we we melt like a snow cone in phoenix it's so hot so um, Mm -hmm. i i I appreciate that there are some times when you just you just can't do the costumes you got to go with something a little a little light and loose but right now it's actually been pretty nice
3: yeah. Over. Well, yeah. The, the weather here is perfect right now. So we we got a little taste of fall for a couple couple of days, and it's back to about eighty right now. So it's beautiful. Oh, nice. <laughs>
2: we're what forty nine. Yeah, we're, you know, we're like forty nine right now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just it just yeah, snowed around here. here forty nine would be considered really cold, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this morning it's considered really cold here. too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it just snowed on Mount Washington. I, I read time. this morning for the for the first time this season. So we we know Old Man Winters mm-hmm. are going to be coming. So, Amy, how do people find you and get in touch with you?
3: Our website is com, and uh, they can find all the uh, information on there. They can book, book tickets from there. Um, there's a phone number on there, so they can call if they have other questions before they book or whatever. See a lot of our guest ghost pictures that are on there and, and see the different kinds of things that we offer because we, you know, besides the... Uh, Murder and Mayhem and the original tour and the the Ghost Hunt. We do occasionally, you know, offer some some uh, seasonal additional things. Like in the last year in the winter, we got together with the local trolley and did a trolley tour so people wouldn't be freezing outside or whatever. So yeah, they can check it out there. Trolley tours are great.
0: Mm-hmm. We, we've we've been expanding. We've been expanding our trolley tours, and um, it's it's fantastic. We we highly recommend hopping on a trolley and taking a tour. It's one of the, one of the coolest ways to to see an area and to see sometimes more than you can visit on foot, which is pretty awesome. Now, I did I, mm-hmm. I did hear you say you had a store, and I didn't ask about that. So, what what do we find yeah. in your little store? Um, well, like
3: I said, it, it's uh, designed uh, with a haunted steampunk. Kind of scene We have a lot. You know, my f- very favorite Halloween um, animated things are in there. So, um, you know, we have a, a little old granny who says a lot of things. None of them are nice, but <laughs> um, you know, we have like a haunted doorbell out front. We've got you know the the haunted TV where the face pushes out of it. And, and like I said, we have a lot of uh, just steampunk decor in there. And we sell a lot of. Um, uh, Souvenirs. You know, we have our T-shirts, but we also have a lot of steampunk type, type jewelry. We have goggles. We have a lot of skeleton, you know, keychains and this and that. Um, we have brains. <laughs> These little squishy <laughs> brain balls that we sell that the kids always <laughs> love. Um, just a lot, of, a lot of variety in there.
0: Well, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. You mm-hmm. Get a little souvenir, get a little spooked, and take a take a walk on the the scary side of Chattanooga. We sell drinks, too. That's
3: probably our most yeah. popular
1: item. You know, I mean,
3: it's just, it's the South. that it gets hot, it's a good idea to have a water or, you know, soft drink or something with you.
1: Can we get your uh, favorite story on the mayhem and yeah, murder? Yeah, definitely.
3: <laughs> murder and mayhem. Murder um, and mayhem. Let me think. Uh, it's uh, um, probably uh, which is the investigation that we did at, at the... Uh, Blackbeard's tattoo is now called White Wizard. Tattoo was the, you know, my favorite one because I was there for it. Like I said, I don't guide the tour so I'm not, and I make my guides nervous, so I don't tag along a whole lot. <laughs> um, but uh, that was one of the things I was there for in person, and uh, you know, as I said, just having the uh, the equipment go off the whole time, and and you know, hearing the people who work there talking about things being thrown across the room, and and um, uh, hearing it. Answering just a ton of questions appropriately, and that was really amazing. Um, we do have a, at our underground Chattanooga stop. There's one story I know one of my guides loves loves to tell about. Um, I, I tell folks we don't have really much in the way of bad things on our on our tour. You know, our, we have nice ghosts. But that particular stop, once or twice, has had some things that weren't very pleasant. We'd had uh, on, the story that she likes to tell is how she'd had a little boy along on her tour, and the, the kid was like, he was young, you know, he was three or four. He wasn't even paying attention to the tour because he didn't know he was, you know, even on a ghost tour. He's playing over at the side. Um, when suddenly, you know, he looks up, you know, he's like across the room, comes back to his mom, Mom, heard a voice. And, um, Mom says, "Really? What did it say?" And the kid says, "Get out!" <laughs> oh, no, oh no. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a that's a favorite.
0: Yeah. So I, I yeah I guess I would uh, I would just leave then. <laughs> okay, we're done yeah, here. Yeah, yeah when so, we have things like that around. We 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 listen when they tell us to leave. Well, and that's the funny thing is I always tell people is, you know, if something weird happens, like, don't provoke it and make it come out even right. further. Like, if, if it's giving you some advices to get out, I'm, I'm going to go. There's no need to stay. Thank you very much.
3: Yeah, we always tell people don't provoke our ghosts. The only people that we ever have that wind up with scratches or whatever are people who have done that, who've been trying to tease our ghosts. The the folks that I have in mind specifically, when I was thinking about that. There was a couple of teenagers who were there with their parents and the whole group, parents and everything. were delighted. You know that they came out with that as a souvenir. So, it's kind of weird, but
2: well. we,
3: we've only ever had uh, one couple claim that they took home a souvenir ghost, and that was on our ghost hunt, not our tour. And they they were they were excited about that too. Um, they kind of wanted it for about the first three months. But it was a, a teenage boy ghost that wound up hanging out in their garage, and he'd play tricks and move things <laughs> around and stuff like that. They moved after about a year. But the really funny thing was we used to have a ghost down at the very edge of the cemetery that would always, on the obelisk ask for candy. After those people came, we never heard that again. So we figured that must have been him. <laughs> wow. Hmm. You can go on a ghost tour and pick up a
0: ghost to take home with you. See, now this is a yeah, good business. A mo-
1: for you. It's a good business model for all of you. You do a subscription ghost.
3: <laughs> ghost a month. No, yeah. We don't like well, our ghosts leaving, though. We like them to stay. We'll so. Send the ghost yeah. home usually, with you. Yeah, usually That's my guys feed. will do something at the end of the hunt yeah. to make sure that doesn't happen. But these people, I think, because they were kind of wanting that to happen, you know, they got what they asked for and I think regretted it later.
0: Oh, my God, that's hysterical. I absolutely love it. Amy, this has been a delight to chat with you about Chattanooga Ghost Tours, and we definitely have it on our list of places to come and check out. It sounds like you've got a a lot to offer down there, and we might even come back to New England with a ghost. So, I mean, I'm super (laughs) excited now. (laughs) You never know. Well, I enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.
1: These are great. I love these.
0: <laughs> so, a ghost subscription bar- box, yeah, and some barbecue. And bar- uh, well, I'm like, all right, let's just get the food out of the way. Let's let's do the food thing.
1: Okay, so you get a bar with some barbecue and a ghost. How wrong can you go?
2: <laughs> I know it's a haunted location
0: at that.
1: Gonna <laughs> sit down and listen to a ghost story. Might as well have some brisket in front of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> brisket and a little beer. Yeah,
1: and- that's
2: right. Well, they get ghosts that scratch you and. If you provoke them,
0: and people actually like, like
2: wow, well, <laughs> who are a, these people? I get scratched by a Different outlook. Look at this. This is yeah.
0: Like wow, it was really ghosts. Look, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's kind of strange. But <laughs> hey, well, you know, everybody's got their own way, I guess, of, of connecting with spirits. And if you know, <laughs> if you want to do that, I guess there's that option out there. But I'm, I'm in for barbecue.
2: Barbecue.
1: Yeah, I'm in for,
0: for Chattanooga. It's and, been a, it's such a I mean God, 30 years since I've been down there.
1: Yeah. The thing I get from, from you guys, all these stories and as is we delve back into the history and I get back into the history. It's like Victorian times and colonial times, they were the Wild West.
0: Oh my god. I mean it's
1: telling a story about the woman who's, you know, ended up in a in the basement with the glasses on it's called could have taken the glasses off
0: (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of fabric left on but how you know how do you not smell something like that i mean we're talking about the putrid rat i mean here you got this woman who's just rotting away in some section of the house like how do you know she's not there i guess they lived with it because they got the house so it was a compromise story
1: who kid who the kid who left killed the girl and then left and set a circus on fire Mm
0: -hmm. it's like it's like
1: what was going on? It was again it was like the Wild West back then.
0: Well, e- even in, in, in that instance you would think that in, in this day and age that somebody would investigate something like that, that it would never he never would have been able to even get to Connecticut right. after suspecting to be one of the people who set a fire in Portland and then murdered this girl. And it was such a different time. Like people wouldn't get away today with what they got away with either. So more, you know, again to go to the Wild it was West. a
2: much different outlook too. People, you know, different attitudes about oh, boys will be boys, or I mean, yeah. you know, people were allowed to duel back then. But, <laughs> well, that's but what true are you gonna, too. You, you suspect this kid, and you show up at the house, and they,
1: they've like bugged out. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do at that point? At that period of time, you, you can't be calling people. You get true. You know, how do you alert anybody
2: else that to look for the kid? And people are much harder to track, for sure. Yeah.
0: But I mean, there are—I mean, there are a, a few stories where they were able to find them, even you know, even though they did take off. But I—I I don't know. It's just—it's kind of strange. Mm. Like some stories have an ending, and then others—they—they they just don't. They just got away. They slipped through the cracks somehow, mm-hmm. and then
2: they put the pieces together all after the fact.
0: But I mean, imagine if they—if they were able to, you know, either grab him or arrest him and prevent him from going to Connecticut, that never mm-hmm. would have happened.
2: But he was a boy too then. And- they weren't going to incarcerate
0: him. Well, boy. well, but they went when the the circus fire happened. Of course, they knew it was him. He and was he, older than right. He, he was a little bit older, and he ended up being institutionalized in Ohio for the rest of his life. So he did end up getting put away. But after he left, this trail of destruction behind mm-hmm. him. How did he end up in Ohio? That because they wanted to send him out of New England. Oh. based on everything I'm that had happened. Guessing it was a federal case,
1: right? So the yeah. feds probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was—I mean—one of the worst incidents in, in Southern New England history. So mm-hmm. they had to finally do We'd something. like to be
1: working at that institution?
0: Oh God! No. <laughs> he
1: set two fires, killed—you know—a bunch of people, and killed a little girl.
0: You couldn't pay He's me a enough. new resident. Oh God! <laughs>
2: well, although back in the day, these institutions—he was probably just one of many. Really, probably. Uh,
1: he had a pretty good—he had a pretty outstanding
0: resume. He had, yeah, a yeah, <laughs> good track record. Yeah. Oh, oh, just, I mean,
1: if they tied it all together, they may not even have tied it to the girl.
0: And, well, yeah. as 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 far as when I, I reached the story, that was it was an, an allegation, but no one was ever held accountable for her death. So of course, right. that goes into the the whole reasoning as to why she's wandering <laughs> about the city as a ghost. Oh, they left. Oh well. <laughs> I just know. They just they throw left their left hands up. up. There's nothing we can do. That's yeah. you know. That's mm-hmm. it. They're gone. Good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that's something that. We're on one of our trolley tours, we explain of of all the bodies that used to float in the Piscataqua River because it was a dumping place for bodies and whatever was out there floating with them, be it eels or lobsters or fish, would, you know bite the bodies sure. and dine on the bodies and they couldn't even identify a lot of them. It's a circle of life, right? <laughs> I, I understand, Lou. Right now, River. And and it's funny because yesterday on the tour, you know, a gentleman asked me, he's, he's like, he's like I can't even imagine that happening today. You know, and this was 100 years ago. He's like, that wasn't that long ago yeah. that it was like this and they just allowed it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, it's something that we, we can't even grasp.
2: I mean, the occasional body still gets dumped in the river
0: yeah unfortunately and more frowned
2: upon now <laughs> yeah frowned upon yeah but, it's definitely a deeper investigation but into that, these that, things.
0: that happened one night while we were down on a tour
2: yeah we, a what? few
0: years ago yeah Did and you this the case it or the police ushered us out of the park well, because they were going down to the river to find a body
2: we witnessed the activity and couldn't yeah. continue with the tour yeah, down there. they cause... roped
0: off all of Prescott Park and wow. we had to turn around and come back yeah. and the story is still not solved
2: Hmm. I mean Prescott Park's pretty big and they roped the whole thing off and even the bridge out to Pierce Island was all ripped off.
0: And that was that was very eerie. You kind of felt like you were back a hundred years. Like, oh, oh yeah, okay. police everywhere, we're like, streets locked off,
1: and that's another thing about now. We we we're on TVs, you know, TV and movies, and we think every case gets solved, and not every case gets solved.
0: No, no, yeah. they don't. In 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 fact, last night again because we're seeing so many people, we just learned something new. We were out in Newcastle, and you know, Newcastle's a great little community, super safe. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how on the beach. Uh, two dead bodies have washed ashore in the past three years. One was a suicide and one was a homicide. And I said, You know, I don't I don't go down that beach too often. And one of my guests turned around and said, My grandmother found the dead body okay. that she was lives down. Right there. Here. Yeah. She lives she lives right off the beach. She said she was walking down the beach early in the morning and she saw two boots on the beach and then she looked and she saw this, this guy who was dead down there who had his throat slashed and his head barely on.
2: Severely slashed.
0: Severely yeah. slashed. Yeah. And she said that everybody in town suspected that it was his brother. They were fighting over the land out there and of course his brother ended up moving away and passing away but it's still officially unsolved to this day and she had first hand knowledge of this. I mean her grandmother, imagine just morning walk, sun shining, you're down there with your cup of coffee and <laughs> and there's a, a dead guy in Newcastle. It's yeah, just yeah, like, just whoa. On the beach. Yeah, and, and she got up and shared that last night on the trolley and I was like, so do you want to sit up here and do the tour with me?
1: Was the suicide a bridge jumper?
0: I, I don't know. Been they been a bunch of bridge jumpers. There have yeah. and, and when they jump, there's barely a paragraph in the paper. They try to keep it really oh, quiet. Yeah, don't yeah they know. don't they don't talk there's about it. At least once a
2: couple of years.
0: There's Newcastle usually year. where they
2: end up,
1: depending, <sighs> depending on, on the on tide,
0: tide was flowing. Too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or up into the Great Bay is yeah. what we say.
2: Yeah, the current just sucks them right down there. Yeah, and then it kind of. It's funny the way Newcastle sits in that little beach. It's like a a pool forms there, mm-hmm. so the flow goes in and yep. swirls around and things end up on the beach.
0: And she was like, "She's like, I'm so glad you're telling this story because that's my grandma." And I was like, "What? (laughs) It's like you've got to be kidding." Very connected
2: to the story.
1: Very,
0: very connected. So that always makes it more interesting for us. Yes. So if you're the other
1: thing too is Portsmouth and Newburyport's different because it is actually a small town. But these port towns, everybody knows what's going on with everybody. It's a very small town.
0: They do, and that's what—that's yeah. what's exciting for when we're out on a tour. If you've got a story, we always invite people to participate in what they know, and yeah. that was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. So nothing like a dead body on the beach. <laughs> yeah, or a few. Yeah, <laughs> or, or a few. Yeah, Stop so, my beach combing
2: floating in the river.
0: Floating in the river, <laughs> a, as it were, back in these the day. days
2: we can tell though, because we're like so close to the river, we'll hear the. Coast Guard helicopters going up and down, yeah. like oh, someone's in the water. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully they'll, they'll they'll come out alive, but not always. No, no, not, not, not always. always. So, if you want to see our schedule, you can go to New dot com. See what's coming up uh, next week. On Tuesday the 23rd I will be in Billerica doing uh, ghost stories of Massachusetts so you can go to the library's website for more information in Billerica and we are really looking forward to that it should be pretty interesting I've actually heard a few stories from people that lived in Billerica that said you've got to check these places out while you're down there Mm -hmm. so I'm going to try to get down there early and maybe pick up a few more stories
2: and get there early for a good seat get there early for a good seat they've all been packed
0: it's been a little bit crazy (laughs) and wow so we're back at it this week
2: oh yeah i mean events let alone the tours and and
1: so after halloween isn't there a nice caribbean island with
2: some ghost stories (laughs)
0: Have you found one for us yet, Lou? I, I'm all I think I can come up with something chasing, if you want. P- chasing yeah. pirates
2: and rum. That's
0: fine. Yes,
2: <laughs> the next book could be a pirate book.
0: Oh, God. Don't mention the next book yet. Everybody's on my case right now oh, for the just, next book. That is
2: Le- leave at Halloween and come back in uh, June 1st. Okay. <laughs> that's probably one of the most popular questions this year is when is the next book coming? Okay, hmm. stop.
0: Don't ask <laughs> it. Don't ask it. It's coming eventually. I just have to go to the island and write it. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Oh, my goodness. Well, that brings us to the end of another Wicked Curious. Oh, what a shame.
2: <laughs> Until next week. we were going to get through it today. Somehow. <laughs>
0: but somehow we'll be back next week with another guest. And as always, we invite you to be Wicked Curious. Thanks for listening.